Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's podcast from January the 24th. We're actually recording this on the 23rd, but we'll say it's January the 24th because that'll be our release date for the podcast. But we are seeing a pretty interesting week as far as action goes. It's mostly been lower for a lot of the U.S. equity indexes. So we'll try and talk about sort of a top-level macro view of what U.S. equities have done, international as well as rates. Uh, then from there, sort of just wrap up with some of what's been going on with the indicators and try and keep it a little bit short this week. We've had a few podcasts that we've gone a little extended on just because we've had a couple of good guests on there. So we'll try and be brief this week because there's not a whole lot to add other than Honestly, we're seeing a lot of pullbacks. That's going to be sort of the theme that you'll hear from what a lot of Taz and I uh, talk about today. But it's a pleasure to have Mr. Joseph Zolo on. So thanks for joining us today. Pleasure to be here. That's always uh, interesting to get on a podcast and say, hmm, we actually don't have anything like super pressing to talk about. So we can sort of talk about a top down view or kind of a macro view. And it's interesting to see right now because when we look at this past week's action, it's mostly been negative. And generally speaking, when, you know, here recently, we've seen negative action. It's sort of been alarming because it's been there's been so many updates, but it's also been a time for us to really see the market exhale from a lot of those overbought territories, and and you know whether it's international, or domestic, and that's sort of the first things I'll hit on. But we've seen you know some in U.S. equity indexes like the Nasdaq Composite, and Nasdaq 100 move almost about down about 5%, with the S&P down about 3.75%. And looking at that chart of the S&P 500, we've seen it fall and give two consecutive sell signals, including the last one this past week with the double bottom there at 4,060, continuing lower down to 3,080 with action yesterday, that being Wednesday, and violating the bullish support line. So the S&P right now is technically the only U.S. equity index trading in a negative trend, as well as on two consecutive sell signals. But again, that's after we saw it reach fairly overbought territory, maybe not quite as overbought as we saw some U.S. equity indexes like uh, the Russell 2000 on its small caps and even some stocks for sure, um, or even international equities, namely looking at that chart of EFA right now, you've seen it dial back after having what seemed like consecutive weeks of 80% overbought, 90% overbought. And even then, when we started to get a pullback, it seemed like it was hanging around that 50 level. Now it's dialed back close to zero or really right around the middle of the trading band. So that's been a pretty consistent theme out of really both domestic and international, whether you're looking at their index charts, ETFs, you're just seeing a nice exhale out of things. Uh, but that's not all that's been going on. So I'll let you take it from there, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, when we start looking around at other places, I mean, when we look at January and kind of like the first week or so of February, um, it was led by the laggards from last year, the growth names. Now, we've seen, you know, when we look at the macro environment, rates and the dollar have been really important. Uh, just looking at the 10-year Treasury yield now, um, you know, at the beginning of February, we got down to about three, 33.50 on our chart here um, on the 10-year, and we're now back up to 39.50. So we're getting close to 4% again on the 10-year. Pretty big move in a, just a couple of week period. Um, 
And that's kind of translated to what we've seen on the equity front as well. We've seen the growth stuff pull back a bit more than, you know, some of the more defensive areas of the market, which did well last year. Um, that's probably been, the, I would say, the biggest change where equities, you know, if we zoom out, we look on the S&P on that 50-point chart, we kind of pulled back from the top of that big range we established through a lot of last year. Um, but really, you know, we haven't seen it completely break down or take out lows or anything like that. Now, when we look at the 10-year, you know, we're above where we were um, pretty much at the end of last year. Um, and we're, you know, around that 4% mark, which is a pretty big level. We got above that briefly last year, um, but didn't last very long. And we, you know, sold off pretty, pretty substantially from that level. I mean, November, we were around 4.2%. And by uh, sometime in December, we were around 3.4%. So that 4% level, I would say is very paramount. If we can get above that, you could be in kind of a danger territory on the equity side, primarily the growth, the growth names. Um, so we'll see how it acts up there. Uh, it is getting a little extended for this move, so I wouldn't be surprised if you see rates cool down just a little bit. Um, but something to really watch out for, I would say, you know, while we mentioned at the beginning of this call, we haven't seen any really major changes within asset class rankings or anything like that. But look at the price perspective or just the trend charts. That 10-year yield has probably been the biggest change. And then another one to watch out for is the dollar. Um, we've talked about this quite a lot in our research. Um, that's chart still on five consecutive sell signals dating back to the fall of, or excuse me, the fourth quarter of last year. Um, but we are getting close to a point of, of resistance at 105.50 on, on the Dixie. Uh, a move to 106, we'll put it back on a buy signal for the first time since October, uh, which will be a notable shift. Um, and that's been a big tailwind for that international equity space, which did get pretty extended as we touched on earlier. Um, so if we see rates kind of continue to creep higher, we're able to hold up at these levels and maybe make a push above 4% on that 10-year, and then the dollar return to a buy signal on that trend chart, I think you start to get a little bit worried on the equity side. Um, but for now, I think we're treating this as more of a, a pullback within equities. We'll see what happens from here. But really, those are just the big signs that we're seeing. But there hasn't been, again, the dollar still on a sell signal. Um, the 10-year still below where ties were last year. Um, but those are the two big kind of shifts we've seen so far the past two or three weeks relative to in the first month or so of this year. Um, but again, if we look at those trend charts for, for equities, a lot of that stuff looks like pullbacks from kind of heavy resistance or heavily overbought territory. Well, and you've seen <clears throat> some of those pullbacks. I mean, in most cases, like we've talked about, it's been this exhale for equities. You've seen some charts really see a bigger exhale, if you will, which is giving you a little bit of a, a pullback or almost an exhale out of the indicators as well, suggesting that you're maybe seeing some of those super extended positions, giving initial sell signals, maybe something that just had reverse trend is now looking at retesting a positive trend, things like that, that, you know, it may be rallied. And there, there's a lot that came out of that rally, but it's transpiring into the indicators as well as we've seen this week, 
the bullish percent for the NYSE reversed down into lows. And actually, it was surprising to see it along with the bullish percent for the optionable stocks, as well as the bullish percent for the S&P mid cap. And I believe the S&P, uh, S&P small cap 600 as well, all reversed down on the same day. So not too common that you see four of them reverse down. But we've seen that SBP uh, for the S&P 500 BNOs since the following last Thursday's action. So kind of falling in line since we've seen these down days continue, which was right about Thursday when we saw it begin last week. So seeing again, really this kind of exhale after we've seen a nice rally to to levels that we had not seen prior, you know, especially with that bullish percent for the NYSE, it got up to 64%, which is the highest level we've seen since November of 2021. So at some point, there was the belief that we were going to see an exhale out of stocks. We were going to see some return to sell signals as well as, you know, even looking over further on the longer term side, we've seen some stocks begin to retest trends. Uh, looking at the PT of S for the S&P 500, PT SPX, it is close to maybe reversing down. It's within 1%, but hasn't yet. So it's still hanging on indexes right now. But Still a sign that we're seeing some stocks test their trend as well, but not that many as that reading is still strong at 68%, still suggesting that two out of every three stocks are trading an overall positive trend when you're looking at the bullish percent for the S&P 500 still sitting above 50%, so still suggesting that more than half the stocks are on, on buy signals right now. Again, not to the level that it's alarming yet, really kind of if you wanted to call it a healthy pullback, we, we are still viewing it as that. But like you're mentioning with, you know, even the rates in the U.S. dollar right now, I've talked about with equities, you know, both international, we're kind of seeing a, 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 an inflection point here. You know, are we mm-hmm. seeing this rally going to continue, which means are we going to continue to maybe see rates kind of remain below 4% or do rates pop above 5 the dollar rallies again, and then this rally that we've been a part of kind of begins to peter out. But that's really where we're sitting right now. And and it's that inflection point of seeing what may happen is going to then kind of have the the rolling downhill effect, if you will, in other areas of the market. So honestly, I think the the biggest thing that like you talked about was watching rates in the US dollar right now will be paramount moving, especially in the near term. Um, as far as evaluating positions like we've talked about with US and international equities, you've seen them pull back, you may see some opportunity to add to some positions. But again, being sure that you're participating in those stocks that are maintaining buy signals, maintaining their trends, maintaining those high attributes. And really right now, I feel like there's not much else for us to leave folks with. I don't know about you, but yeah. I would say yeah. it pretty much uh, leaves it in the synopsis in many ways. Yeah, I think it's something like, you know, we're driving on the highway and the check engine check engine light came on and we're not exactly sure if it's that serious or not yet. Um, and I would say, you know, getting back to what you mentioned about sticking with the higher, you know, the higher relative strength, which is what we always encourage. You know, we did have that big growth rally. Um, you know, you see names like, you know, Tesla went from, you know, a hundred, like early January to above 200, you know, Nvidia is another name that you kind of look at. Um, but overall, when we look at our asset allocation tools, they're still telling us that, you know, value still has a pretty, you know, 
substantial lead over the growth camp right now as it stands. Um, so, I, you know, I think when you're looking at positions, you really, if you did pick up growth during this most recent rally, I, you know, you really got to be careful with those positions, I think, because, you know, we've seen it a couple of times already where these growth names, these laggard rallies can be pretty vicious. And they, if they don't work out, then things kind of fall apart pretty quick, especially on those, on those laggards. Whereas if some of the stronger stocks hold up a bit better during the downturns and you can even have some positive performance as well. Um, so I think when you're just talking about general portfolio allocation right now, be sure you're, you're kind of sticking to those more value. I think defensive names, um, where you could pick up some growth that are really strong, but don't get caught up in the last month of action. Remember to look at, you know, kind of the last six to eight months. What are our asset class rankings still saying? They have a bit more longer term um, focus on them. So be, be cognizant of that, I would say. And that's, I would, I would wrap it up with that. I think <laughs> not much else yeah. to talk about, like you said. Yeah, no, not not too much else to add. So we will wrap it up with that. So we thank everyone for joining us this week on our podcast. We will be back next week for more what's transpired in the market.